Blog Talk Radio.
everyone, and welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. This is T. Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a certified sound therapist and reconnected healing practitioner with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Our chat room is open, so feel free to join the discussion that is already happening online. We do keep an eye on the chat room, so if you have a question, go ahead and post it. We'll do our best to get your question on air. And as an alternative, for those of you who are on the go, you can't continue to listen online, please call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227. And that way you can listen via your phone or you can use Bluetooth if you're driving about. You know, there are many mysteries in this world and there are many mystical places. And Teotihuacan in Mexico is one of them. Teotihuacan, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing this right, Teotihuacan, I think is what it is. I know as the place is known as the place where men become gods. And tonight, as soon as our guest calls in, and hopefully he'll call in soon, we're going to journey there with my guest, Lee McCormick. He was born into a tribe of movers and shakers, and he's always lived out loud. He's the founder of the Ranch Recovery Center in Tennessee and the Canyon Treatment Center in Malibu, California. And he's been a really creative force in the mental health and recovery scene for over 15 years now. He founded Spirit Recovery to produce healing and recovery conferences and spiritual journeys around the world. He's also the founder in Nashville's Integrative Life Center and IOP PHP Community Recovery Program in Nashville, Tennessee. And as a natural offshoot of his work in the rehab world, he authored the Spirit Recovery Meditation Journal to assist people in reclaiming their lives. He's the executive producer and has a leading role in the documentary Dreaming, Dreaming Heaven, the true story of the experiences of 18 people who over five days at Teotihuacan has led of their five-day journey actually there. And it was really fascinating to watch this documentary. He's led many journeys to this place of power. And he's developed a far-reaching relationship with the mystery of the shamanic world that is ever-present there. The documentary chronicles one of these experiential journeys in a deeply moving way. And it, it certainly is a force to be reckoned with spirit of his family. Lee has truly made a legacy of his own. He has not yet called in. But I will tell you that when you purchase the book, and the name of the book, again, is Dreaming Heaven, it comes with the DVD. And the DVD shows the process, but the book allows you to go through a 12-week program of your own so that each week you read one chapter and you do the practices it has you do and do the meditations, and you can go in and download the meditations. It's all inclusive in the price of the book. So when he does call in, we'll have a lot of questions for him. In the meantime... Uh, let's see. We do have someone who is in the queue, and I am going to hopefully not embarrass her and say, hello, how are you? Uh, this is Pity Diana, correct? I'm well. I'm sitting at a park and park to listen to your show. Wait, where are you located? Yeah. You're sitting in a park. I'm sitting in snow. <laughs> where are you? I'm in Florida. I'm in Florida. Oh, that that's right. One... That's my one benefit. Uh, I think Teotihuacan is in Mexico City, and if so, I've been there. I climbed the the pyramid of the sun and the moon. Oh, yes, you were there then, because that picture is in the book. And, yeah, um, Teotihuacan, am I pronouncing it properly? We have an expert here. Teo is like God, right? Like Theo, Teotihuacan. I don't know if the meaning is the same. Teotihuacan. 
And it is Teo Tehuacan. Yes, it and it's very spiritual, strong. right? I mean, now, when he oh, takes people oh, on yeah. journeys there, but regular tourists can just go on their own. However, his journey, if, if you look at the book and you get the DVD, it's amazing what happens there. You can feel the energy through the film as you're watching it. It is truly an amazing, an amazing uh, journey that these 18 people went on, and they gained so much, and their lives changed. It's very transformational. Did you experience that when you were there? I went by myself and I climbed all the way mm-hmm. to the top and I was in awe of everything I saw that had stood there for hundreds of years, just like that. Mm. It's like a city from the past. It's like walking into an Edgar Case book with Atlantis and, you know, <laughs> the both sides, uh, Egypt and Mexico or Honduras, you know, where the Mayans were and the, the Egyptians. Uh, I am fascinated by all that, always have been, and it was like a prize, a reward, you know, to be able to be there. Did Now, you went by yourself. How long ago did you go there? A long, a long time ago when I worked for the airline, so it was like in the mid-80s. Okay. But uh, it's never to be forgotten. No, I'm sure never. not. I mean, it sounds like you had a wonderful experience, and when you walked away, did you feel like something might have shifted like you or did you feel like when you were there that you had been there before perhaps uh i was in in awe in respect uh in just deep uh gratitude for having been able to go there that was wonderful i don't know what else but uh, i know that my life has always been strange and i've always been a mystic I guess at the end of uh, the turn, when I defend my life after going, I will find out what the purpose was. I do not know yet, but I'd like to go again. I'd like to go to Chichen Itza, which is on the Yucatan, and I would also love to go to uh, Machu Picchu, which I headed there and didn't get there. I'd love to go there with Greg Braden. That is another wonderful teacher. Yes. Oh, yes. And he does tours, I believe, there as well. Uh, I've always wanted yeah. to go there as well. Now, I am looking at the Teo. I'm going to call it Teo because that's what they shorten it to. It's much easier to pronounce. When I look at Teo, it is this huge, massive place that starts at the um, Temple of Quetzalcoatl. And it goes through the Plaza of Earth, the Place of the Women, the Plaza of Water, the Plaza of Air, the Plaza of Fire, the Plaza of Recollection. You get to the Altar of Sun, but you bypass that to go to the Place of the Jaguar. And his journey starts where he tells people that you really need to allow yourself to die. And he doesn't mean you're physically going to die, but you're letting a part of you die so that you can receive more. And then they took different days, you know, it's called the Avenue of the Dead, and they took different days and they went to different portions of this plaza. Were you able to visit all of them or did you pick and choose uh, just a few? Were you, how long were you there? Let me ask you, let's start with that. How long were you there? I, I would say for a few hours, but I was pretty much on my own, not on a tour. So yep. I... I just took in the grandeur of that huge place, which is like many, many football fields all around, and felt that I was back in the day when it was built. Mm-hmm. It, it's just so enormous. It, it's different from the Egyptian pyramids, but it sits in the middle of you know, empty space, and that makes it more holy. Yes, much more sacred. 
And just the fact that those monuments, that that whole thing was built so very long ago, and you can still feel that energy of it makes it sacred as well. The interesting part is when you were going through these places and you weren't on a tour, you were just kind of following your heart and going along to the different places you wanted to go to. Now, they were there for five days, so you can imagine what they felt like at the very end of it. It must have been incredible because even on film, the energy of the place was phenomenal. It was crazy, crazy good to watch. It's a gift to be there, you know, just just to see that. There were so many steps to climb, and I kept on going and going and going. Mm -hmm. And when I reached the top, what I did is I sort of kneeled, as uh, I guess as Muslims would do, like straight on the ground and kiss the ground. That's the only way I could show my respect. People did that in the film. People did do oh, that really? in the film. It was amazing. Yes, it was amazing. So it's really incredible that you say that because that must be something that people are drawn to do because of the fact that it feels so very sacred and holy and respectful. As a matter of fact, in the book, it says that um, what is Teotihuacan? It says the process that's available at Teo allows us to move in a way that divests us of illusions so that we can get to a place where we discover something true, something authentic, and something very real. And it sounds like you did get to have that experience. I've always been, you know, enthralled by mysticism. And uh, from the first uh, part of the Bible where Abraham has to take the child up to the mountain and sacrifice him, and then the angel appears, and that's the first angel I read after, I guess, you know, the flood and all that. But I've always been amazed by angels. I always saw that the auras that they had when we were children and looking at the depiction of saints, uh, that aura, that halo, I always thought that they exist. And now I'm finding out, well, it's our aura. I've always collected stones. I don't know why, and now it's a very fashionable thing to do. So I don't know where I'm being guided to, but I feel I am being guided. Well, and that's wonderful because you have that awareness that you are indeed being guided. Not everybody has that gift. I also want to tell you, when I worked for the airlines, God Love Pan Am and National Airlines, I did have a ticket to get to Easter Island. And because the frequency of flights went down to once a week and because it was exorbitant prices that I could not have stayed there for an entire week, I did not go there. I mean, I I got the ticket and I didn't go there. But that is being in the middle of the ocean. I always thought Mm. that if you draw a line from Easter Island to Machu Picchu to the Mayan, uh, Yucatan Peninsula, and Tehuatihuacan and Copan in Honduras, and then it it should really go over Atlantis. You're probably right. Yeah, it's probably all connected. I mean, everything's connected, right? But it seems like if you do that, you would have, you would definitely run past that where they think that Atlantis is. That's interesting. You're a wealth of information. I'm so glad that you're on the line. (laughs) Uh, Well, the other place I wanted to go to is Mu, which is Lemuria, and that would be in the Pacific Ocean. I've always dreamed of going to Polynesia. Well, I did get to Hawaii, thank goodness for that, and the big island and the volcanoes, but uh, I know I'm being guided. I just don't know what the destination is. And that's okay. 
because it's all it's in the journey. It's not in the destination. So it's kind of fun to be surprised all the time, you know. <laughs> the my most sacred place in the states. Uh, well, there's many, but one of them is Yosemite National Park. God is living there. It is so beautiful. That's cool. Hmm. That is a beautiful place. Been to Mount Rainier in Washington near Seattle, the Grand Canyon, but Yosemite with those enormous trees. Oh, that that is God's land. You are a world traveler. I, I live in the United States, and I'm from the United States, and I haven't been to those places. Isn't that sad? But sometimes we don't get to the places in our yeah. We don't get we don't get to the places in in our own backyard sometimes because aren't where are you from? I think I know this. Argentina. Argentina. Yes, you told me this before. Yes, you are probably one of the people who calls in every single week for the live show, and she sits on the line and listens to the show every single week. Uh, I'm indebted to you for that because it's oh, wonderful. I'm indebted to, see to you. No, no, I learn <laughs> from the show every week. I mean, and I always promote it everywhere. I just hope lots of people would have the chance to listen. And uh, and I do put it on my Facebook. I do put it oh, on my Facebook. Oh, thank you, because I can't get – I'm not on Facebook, so I appreciate that. Everybody who tells me they put it on Facebook, I'm like, thank you so much. I'm not – I don't have an account on Facebook. They won't let me on. They don't like my name, so I can't get on Facebook. <laughs> well, LinkedIn, I guess, then. But, no, yeah. it, is, it is a great, you know, source of new learning. I listen to you. There's someone else I listen to you faithfully. And I always learn. And his name is Scott Clusey. He's out in Houston. And he also introduces authors twice a week. And I learn so much there. Great, great to have you and Blog Talk Radio. I know you're somewhere else as well, but Blog Talk has pretty much saved my life over the last six years. It's given oh, me to keep on going, you know. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, you're right. You can I'm learn grateful. a lot. And, and- you know, all of us who are air shows, we try to bring on information that people want to hear. We try to give you what it is that you request so that you will have, you know, you will learn. I mean, there's no point in having a show that nobody wants to listen to. And tonight's show, Dreaming Heaven, you know, it says the beginning is near. It's certainly a transformational journey if one were to go there. But I believe that this book and DVD, and you, you probably would want to watch the DVD first and then go through the book and I had to flip through the book. I didn't want to read it because I want to do the 12-week program. I did not want to read it in full and then get to the part, you know, get to a certain week and say, oh, I think I already did this. I'd be thinking too much about it. So I definitely want to do this as a 12-week program, as the guidebook that it is. And just in looking through it, it's very, after seeing the, the film, it is very, very transformational. You can see how where we're all onions and you're just peeling away layer upon layer, this would really go deep. And I believe probably that the author, Mr. Lee McCormick, who is also the executive producer of the film, and he is one of the, plays one of the leading roles in the documentary, I think that he probably made this for those people who Teteo in Mexico, and they can have their own journey at home. And you can do this over 12 weeks so that it's not a five-day intensive, but it's, it's a little bit slower than that at your own pace. You probably don't even have to do each chapter a week. You can certainly do it when you choose to do it. But there's so much to learn within it. And, you know, if you're into history, you'll love it. If you're not into history, you'll learn a lot and you probably will end up liking history because you'll see yourself start to transform. And that's pretty much, you know, uh, what the book does uh, in a nutshell. It allows us to 
find out who we are at a deeper level and try to break through, have breakthroughs and aha moments and try to let go of those things that seem to bother us. I know in the film there were people who were crying. There, there were places, um, I believe it was um, on the plaza, it was the place of, of the women, and it was this large hole in the ground, and it had a fence that was probably waist high, made out of wood. And this hole, I don't know how deep this hole was. It was very deep when the camera went down. You could see that it was, seemed to be never-ending. And the women would go into this plaza, and they would lean over this fence and just, just like drop, just let everything go and could feel everything coming off of them and out of them and, and trying so hard to just allow anything that's bothering them to let go. And there were facilitators there who were making sure they would not fall over the fence. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. And they were energetically helping them to release. And it was incredible because once the women released everything, they would then go back and sit down. And most of them had these experiences where they were just crying, which is a release in and of itself. So places like this on the planet that people can go to, to help them release when they can't do it at home are fabulous. But if you can't make the trip, the book and the DVD will certainly help you to get through that process. And I think, you know, based on what you were saying, you were there and you went by yourself and yet you found it to be very moving. And it's amazing to me that you said, well, I, I had to like get on the ground and kiss the ground when I saw that in the film just the other day. So everybody's experiencing the same thing there. Don't you think that's really kind of amazing? That's serendipity. I, because I work with words as an interpreter, <clears throat> I always think that there is a link between words, and I believe in magic. Not that I practice <laughs> magic, but I believe magic is also magnetism, and this is one of those places where magnetism is large. It's, you know, it's uh, felt. Mm -hmm. It is so much in the air. I guess there's ions in the air. I don't know how it works, but I believe that there is magnetism, attraction to the earth at that point, as in many other and places, it, but that's the one that's close, you know, closer to us. Yes, and it draws you in. It seems to have drawn the people in when they get there. And as you said, it is massive. It is massively huge. I mean, one of the plazas is probably the size of a football field, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven or eight plazas, and then there are the altars of the sun, the pyramid of the moon, the temple of Quetzalcoatl. You know, I mean, it's massively huge. And, of course, you got to see it in person. And I think, you know, for someone like you, where you, were, you saw it in person, if you were to look through the book and read the DVD, I, I bet it would help you with anything that's going on more so than someone who had not yet been there. Do you think that might probably, be the case? Probably. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like seeing an old relative that you haven't seen in a long time. Uh, it's, uh, it's important, but I do believe that kids, when kids believe, you know, dreams come true. It's always been told, even in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, you know, that's the end uh, song of the movie about believing mm -hmm. when you wish upon a star. And if you get back in touch with uh, places like that, you might recover the magic. The main thing is to believe in magic, believe that there is magnetism that will pull you in to a good place, out of trouble, out of trouble. And, and, and have that, that faith. Yes. I'm sorry. 
and yeah, have that faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which which I you know mine uh, falters, hesitates, goes up and down, oh, but I've never lost it all together. Cut yourself some slack. I think you're doing great. I've you've listened to the show since its inception, and you're always a very faithful listener. And you've sent me emails and such. And I think that you are living from your heart, and you're very spiritual, and you do pay attention to what is going on around you. You're a very conscious liver, and you're very aware of what is going on. You you pay attention to the signs so that you can. Otherwise, you wouldn't feel what you felt at these places as intensely as you do. No. And I wouldn't have chosen my career to interpret. I'm always reading and trying to understand other points of view and, you know, seeing if uh, that thought serves me well and serves others through me, definitely. And it always does because you're guided. I just believe that of you. I really do. Yeah, I really do. You can tell by the emails I've received. And, you know, I try really hard to read all the emails that the the, uh, listening audience sends me, but I know that you send them quite frequently, and I always read yours because I always get something out of it. It's always very meaningful. So I know that when you talk about being at that place and how you could feel it and you had to go down and kiss the ground, you were really aware and conscious of what was going on there, the energy there. And there is magic. I mean, life is full of magic, and there is magnetism in the air. We are pulled into certain things and what attracts us, and, you know, that's how it all works. We're all connected. But when you're very aware and you are connected to a space like that and you can feel it, then you just turn around and put it back out into the world, and doesn't that make everybody a better person, and doesn't it make yes. the world a better place? And I want to tell you where I was when we were talking. I just had to leave because I closed the park. The place is called the Enchanted Forest. It's in North oh my Miami. God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, there were horses there. They also have pony rides and regular horses. So I was making a phone call before the show and just watching the horses, and it is an enchanted place. We just need to seek out the enchanted places in order to find enchantment, I think. Or find a place that you can create and allow it to be an enchanted place because you can create your own sacred spaces. You just have to feel into it, especially in nature. Right now, I have to be honest with you, the people in the Northeast, they're not real happy because of all the snow. I mean, we still have like a half a foot of snow on the ground or more. And here it is, coming into spring. We're pushing the clocks ahead this weekend. It's supposed to get really warm, but now they're talking about a storm on Friday night, and people are like, oh, my God, what is going on? So, you know, when even, even in those instances, you can find the beauty and embrace the winter because that is our summer drinking water. And just remember that we won't have a drought. Yeah. We will be able to, yeah, we'll have enough water, which we haven't had in the past few years. So this is a blessing in disguise. We're through the hardest part of it now. And so I think that you really can create your own enchanted area, inside and outside, and within, within your own being, so that you can have that. But it is nice to go to places like Teo and see these types of things and feel it because the energy is so, I hate to use the word old, but it's so old world because of how it was built and who built it. And their presence can still be felt there. I'm sure I could feel it in the film. I'm sure you felt it tenfold when you were there. It's endured. It's definitely endured. There's another place I really loved in the United States called Mesa Verde, which is in Durango, Colorado, near New Mexico border. And that is another place where you felt the energy. And they look like condominium apartments built in the 1200s. Oh, wow. The Anasazi Indians. 
there there's so much in this world that you know is very sacred and still pure and by and the way so your amazing. labyrinth is a great idea what you have it you know behind your house a labyrinth yes what mm-hmm. a great idea yeah that was sacred space i actually walked out in the winter time and it hadn't snowed yet. It was due to snow that night. And I was asking Gaia where I should put the labyrinth. And then I kind of felt this one area. And it was a, a slightly wooded area. And it had a lot of reeds because of it's near water. And then in, I think it was the beginning of March, I went out in snowshoes because there was snow on the ground. And I said, okay, is this really where I should put it? Gaia, help me with this. Guide me. And I felt it again. But then in probably the end of April, beginning of May, my husband was looking out the window. And he said, hey, you know that that thing you want to put in because he really didn't know what it was I wanted to do. And I said, yes. And he goes, I think the universe is trying to tell you that's where to put it. And he doesn't talk like that. So I was astounded. And I looked out the window and all of the reeds, honest to God, it looked like a crop circle. They were like woven in this circle and flat. It was crazy. And I knew that's where I have to put it. And I get all kinds of little critters there. So I know it is sacred space. And when people walk it, they do come out crying. And I've had people come out crying, I mean, heaving and saying, I don't cry. And they just come out crying from this space. So you can create your own sacred spaces, you know, and feel into it and see, is this the appropriate space for this? You can also, if you don't have a yard, if you live in an apartment or a condominium complex or in the, in the city where there's not a lot of space at all outside that's green, you can create your own sacred space within your home. You just have to make I've sure that so many you... plants. I got plants yeah. in every inch of that balcony and also inside the house, and trees growing as well. By the way, my Celtic uh, astrology sign is the reed, and they oh, do wow. say that the reeds, because the reeds bend, that's why they yeah. survive. And God, I've been doing a lot of bending and stretching over the last six years. Well, yeah. in the roots, I have to tell you, the roots of reeds are extremely long and extremely strong. So, yes, you're a very strong woman, and you're really grounded because of that, you know. And, yes, you do bend, and the reason you can bend is because of your strength and your grounded, your, your centeredness. So that's probably why you have been able to bend and, and take on everything that you've had to endure. That's fascinating. It really is. I wish to work for you. I I ask you for your prayers this week because I'm going through two weeks of imminent danger, and I am bending, but I'm not moving. Mm-hmm. I'm bending, but I'm not moving, and uh, and I'm you know hoping the universe and everything helps me along that way until I have to, by my own volition, move and go see all these wonderful places in the world. And there you go. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know why uh, the author has not called in. I'm sure something came up, and I hope that everything's okay. So unfortunately, we won't be able to go in-depth with Dreaming Heaven, but we certainly did learn a lot from Petey because, you know, you had been there. And so this is really wonderful. We've, we've had a guest who is actually an, 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 uh, every week a listener. So this is a wonderful conversation we've had. I so much appreciate you talking with me. This was great. I really do. You gave us a lot of information that was you know, validated everything in the film. And I will say that Lee McCormick is the executive producer of the documentary Dreaming Heaven. And he also was the, played a leading role in the film. But it's it is a book that goes with it. It is a journey book. There are meditations, and the DVD is included with the book. 
And, you know, you can learn more about him and Dreaming Heaven by going to the website, www.dreamingheaven.net, and you'll be able to see what it is we've been speaking about because this place, Teo in Mexico, seems to be someplace that's very, very transformational, and you will feel it in the film. You will pick up on it as you watch the film. So it's a very interesting uh, very interesting film to watch, and I'm so sorry he couldn't make it here, but I appreciate all of you, and thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you so much, and I'm going to send you a wonderful video I saw about dolphins today. Yeah. I'm going to okay. send it to you tonight when I get back home, and I well, know I'm you're going to love it. Really I'm going to send you a lot of ener- energetic prayers to you for the next couple of weeks because of what you're going through. And then uh, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, uh, you have a wonderful couple of weeks. And thank you again for tuning in and, and always being so supportive. I really appreciate that very, very much. So, you know, listeners, you, we need Kate. you to spread the word. You're quite welcome. <laughs> we know you enjoy you, what you hear on the name, show. Your name is love, and that's what you give to all of us. And thank you for oh, that. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, you live from your heart, too. I can feel it, and I can hear it. And I appreciate your taking, you know, all the time to speak with all of us here tonight. We've learned a lot. It's been really educational and informational and fun. So thank you for that. And listeners, we know that you tune in to listen to all the wonderful things that are going on here at Energy Awareness Radio. And even though we didn't have our guest call in, hey, we had a pretty good show. I am calling it short because the guest didn't call in, so you all can go back to your lives and spend time, that precious commodity that we get so little of, with your family or your friends or whatever work obligations you may have. So on behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I want to thank you for tuning in. My name is T-Love, and I hope you'll be back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You can find a list of past shows and the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting throughout the year. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
working on myself for a while now. But half of the time I'm in denial somehow. Each time I get a little closer, I'm confronted with the voices on my head.
Not that I 